What's up, my good people? This is Word on the Street with Janice. Let's talk about it. I'm your host, Denise, and I'm back again with another episode. We are on episode four. Okay, we going. We, we getting it. <laughs> I hope everybody had a great week, though, last week. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, oof, it's just a lot to talk about, is it not? Like, let's just get into it, okay? So, first thing I really wanted to get into uh number one is updates about the podcast i know i have been telling y'all for the longest i'm gonna start these visuals but every time y'all i'm just trying to take another step forward there's always something showing me that i need to take my step back okay like it's always something always someone that i just you know i can't always get into trying to do something new when all the the work or the participation, cooperation, whatever you want to say, when all of that is not blending for my vision, for my purpose, I really don't like to be so confrontational about it. Only because, once again, like I said on my previous episodes, like you've probably heard me say on my Instagram, like you probably have heard me say just in real life while I'm talking to you. People will not understand your vision. People will not respect your vision. People will not, you know what I'm saying, cooperate or really put in the work that you put in for yourself because it's not their shit, because it's not their vision, because it's not their thing. Um, Like I said, a lot of people tell me, oh, girl, let me get on there with you. Let me say some stuff. And then when it's time, ain't nobody reproducing okay and the only thing that i can say for myself right now is like this is my baby this is my thing and when i'm offering either the platform or i'm either offering just the exposure like we're all trying to help each other so the thing that i really dislike is when people just come into the space and don't they just they don't reciprocate the same energy and the same worth ethic that I'm trying to put into this. You feel me? So don't worry, y'all. I'm going to get the visuals started. I think episode five might just be my ticket to making sure that y'all get the visual. But of course, you can always check me out here on Spotify. You can definitely check me out on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you haven't heard the news, now being able to be monetized on Apple Podcasts. So when I do post for Apple, it's going to be a badge. It's going to be like an icon thing. But click on that so your girl can be able to earn. Okay? I'm a single mom. I ain't got time to play with y'all. Just go ahead and support sis. Okay? But let's hop into the episode, y'all, because I feel like I just got a lot to say today. Um, First of all, I know a lot of my lady listeners, lady friends, have been wanting to talk about dating. We wanted to talk about these niggas, okay? And it's definitely something to talk about. Um, We could talk about this all day because there are different people that we come across in life. There are different people that we deal with in life. And sometimes you're just never certain of who you are coming across, okay? And I'm not even talking about in dangerous situations. Um you know, where unfortunately someone has lost their life with dealing with a relationship. But I just mean certainly dealing with that person, their energy, their intentions, their mindset, their everything, y'all. Like, 
you never know who you are coming across um, until you start to get to know them, honestly. But I definitely want to get into the whole dating thing of narcissists and gaslighting, okay? And I can definitely say I have came across narcissistic people, whether I'm dating them, whether they're friends, you know, however. But narcissistic people, okay? Now, if you don't know what a narcissist is, if you never came across one, if you don't know that you are one, basically, my cousin-in-law gave me the best example. And I find it funny because it's like, yeah, that's how people are or narcissistic people are. But basically... She explained it to me in a way like, you know, not to put anybody out there, but somebody could be sitting there with a glass of water, right? It'd be on the table and the narcissistic person will knock it over and yell at you to say, why did you make me knock this water over? And you all, I mean, of course you didn't do shit to make them knock it over. They just did it, but they will still find a way to blame you for it. And then when you get down to saying, well, your actions are the reason why this cup was knocked over, they're still going to say, well, you made me do it, and this is how I feel about it. And even when you go back to them to tell them how you feel about them coming at you, about this one little piece of cup of fucking water, they are still going to tell you that you are wrong. You are the problem. And that's gaslighting, y'all. So narcissistic and gaslighting definitely goes hand in hand, especially when it's dealing with the same person. Um, I really can't stand that in my life, okay? Like, I really can't stand for people to, one, blame me for the shit that they have done. And then number two, tell me that what I'm feeling is not valid. How can you tell somebody how you're making them feel is not valid? We're not talking about the feelings for the person. Because you can love someone, you can admire them, you can adore them, you can want to be in their skin 24-7, but the way that they make you feel as a person or when you are around them, if you have to feel anxiety and feel hurt and feel stress and feel sadness, you know what I'm saying? Every time you think or look at a person, that person is just not for you. And at some point in time, that person has to grow up, realize that they are a fucking problem. Um... And sometimes you got to be vocal about that. You got to be vocal about a person being a fucking problem. Like, that's my problem. I'm so passive aggressive. You probably heard me say this before, but I, I hate that about myself because when something is bothering me or when something is really making me like, okay, you you working my nerves or you, you, you really making me just want to punch the shit out of you, punch you in the throat. Um, I don't necessarily know how to just really come across and say, hey, I want to punch you in the throat because of X, Y, and Z, okay? It, it, sometimes you just don't understand people's mindsets or how people react. But I've started to understand and learn that even when you make yourself vocal, it's not up to you to make that person understand. It's not up to you to make that person comprehend. If they decide that, hey, whatever you're saying to them is just like, okay, whatever, fuck it, fuck you, then fuck them, right? Like, we, we can't keep going back and forth with people who just do not respect us, do not value us, do not appreciate us. We can't do that. And I'm speaking for men and women. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be here just to be like, 
for the ladies only. I mean, even though I am. But I have seen it in other different ways where men get treated just like a woman. You know, some people are so manipulative that they will just make you feel like you are inadequate. And I know from experience, okay, especially with this last fat fuck I've been dealing with, people just really don't understand that when you're trying to be there for them or trying to be cool with them, trying to be with them, you care about them, you love them, whatever, they will still shit in your face, y'all. <laughs> shit spit however they feel. They will do that. And the one thing that I truly have learned is that God will make sure that Every single time your ass go back or want to deal with that person again, you're going to get hurt even worse than what you felt before. And, you know, hurt really does change people. Pain changes people, whether it's from death, whether it's from dating. However, you are just stuck with this whole atmosphere, this whole feeling, this whole mood that, damn, I really got to deal with a person like this and now they really making me feel like this and now I truly feel like this about myself. And you start to let yourself go. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to get dressed up no more. You don't want to look cute no more. You don't want to do your hair no more. Like, and not to say that all of us go through that. Some of us probably do all of those things to make ourselves feel better. But at the same time, it does not excuse the people that we have in our life to make us feel like we are inadequate. And that's what I'm on. I don't want nobody making me feel like I'm not worth it, like I'm not uh, worthy, not like I'm not valued. Like, I, I don't have time for that. And I say that from dating, from friends, from family, everybody. Like, I swear to y'all, like when I say I stay in my hermit shell for a reason, it's because people don't come intentional, I mean, pure intentional for me. You know what I'm saying? They don't come genuinely for me. Um, most times people only want to come in your face because they know that there is something that they can get from you. And that's why I say narcissistic people, they know so much of how to get something from someone. And they know how to get it from people because they know that either there's something that you're lacking, number one, that they can give you to get what they want. Or number two, there's something that you personally just have that, I mean, you don't need shit from them, but there's something that you just have or something that you can do for them that they have to manipulate you into thinking that they are your friend, that they really are your lover, that they really just fuck with you genuinely. Like, people like that, I truly cannot stand. I truly cannot stand people who think they are fucking slick, y'all, like... That shit pisses me off to the max because I really feel like people don't be understanding when they are in my presence. I'm not a dumb bitch. Like, to insult my intelligence the way that you are trying to insult me, okay, is like, I, I really just be wanting people to understand, like, my quietness says a lot. But I'm quiet on a daily basis, you know what I'm saying? Even if I'm with family and stuff or friends or whatnot, I'm usually the quietest person. I think I said that last episode too, but I'm usually the quietest person. So usually when I'm in a mood and I'm quiet, nobody kind of really understands or really sees that. 
You get what I'm saying? Because I don't necessarily always talk or speak up most times when there's, especially when, when there's a whole bunch of people. Like, I just don't like to always put myself out there or always want to be the person that has to say something because a lot of people are not going to comprehend. A lot of people are not going to understand. A lot of people are going to just label you, like I said, like you are the villain. And those are the narcissistic, gaslighting motherfuckers that we cannot deal with no more, y'all. If somebody is out there making you feel that way, a friend, like I said, a family member, lover, whatever. I mean, if anybody is out there making you feel that, number one, they can manipulate you into doing whatever you want for them because care about them you love them or that's just your fucking personality and character to be there for people um we're not doing that we're just not doing that and we're not gonna take it from when we do speak up for ourselves that now you are the villain no you are not the villain stand firm in understanding yourself and knowing yourself fuck what them people gotta say because that's what people gonna do they're gonna talk Okay, and people are always going to label you, like I said, as the bad person. They're never going to understand what they did was wrong. They're never going to understand that what they did and how they did or what they said got y'all to the point of where you are now. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Humans, mm, huh. Human beings get on my nerves, okay? Human beings make me freaking sick. Like, I wish I was an alien. I really do. Um... My last fuck nigga said that I'm an alien because I just don't comprehend. But I, it's not that I don't comprehend or I'm not normal or some shit. Y'all not. Because you don't understand of how you treat someone. Some people just, they, like I said, they will really truly make you out to be the villain. And me, I'm, I'm fine with being the villain in anybody's story. Because you a crackhead, a dumbass, a stupid bitch, all that in mine okay like i don't care how you label me in your story um i know i still have people in my life who know me as a good person as a nice person as a too nice fucking person like that's what i've always heard in my life as well like i'm too fucking nice and then when you turn around to somebody else like oh she's so mean but put those two people together and compare it then if I'm so mean over here and I'm so nice over there, then what's the difference between the people then? It must be the difference of how this person treats me that they, we have a good time, we're good, we can reciprocate the same energy, love, whatever to each other. And then when you come to the person that's mean, well then ask them, well why is she so mean? Or why is she so this? Why is she so crazy? Like, why do you have to be labeled as the person that's wrong because you're not taking the bullshit? You feel what I'm saying, y'all? Like, I saw a post like that that said, people who don't take disrespect or don't want to take the disrespect and speak up for themselves are usually labeled miserable or jealous or bitter, all this stuff. And it's like, damn, how about all these things when you sat here and treated me like that? How? You know what I'm saying? And that's when you will get to drive yourself fucking crazy up a wall trying to understand why people really are really just not good people. You know what I'm saying? Like some people just do not understand that they're really not a good person or they're only a good person to who they want to be a good person to. You feel me? Like some people don't want to claim that either. 
But I can say that for a lot of friends, family, a lot of y'all. Like, I don't give a fuck. A lot of people come through for who the fuck they want to come through for. You feel me? Like, I could say, for example, like my child's birthday party. My child about to be nine this year, y'all. I can definitely count on my hand. Okay? On my hand. How many people from my family actually either say happy birthday to my child or actually even come to her birthday party. You feel me? Um, and I just, I really be feeling a type of way when it be somebody else's child birthday party and everybody know how to fucking show up. Everybody know how to show their face. You feel me? Or I hate that when somebody want to invite me out or go out with me or I go out with a person, whatever, whatever, you know, they act a certain way, however they do. But then when I see you out with whoever, whoever else you got in your pocket, bitch, you're the most happiest you've ever been. Or you feel like you're just so free-spirited and all this other stuff. And I really be paying attention to that because it's like, listen, (laughs) I didn't ask for nobody to come into my life and try to think that they, you know what I'm saying, have something special if they not showing me that I'm special. You feel me? I, I don't I don't try to reciprocate no good energy to a motherfucker I already feel that is not giving it to me. And I play dumb a lot, y'all. Like I really do. I play dumb to the fact of either just for me to get where I need to go or get what I need to be done. But I'll play dumb with you because I want you to understand that when you try it again. It's not going to happen like that. It's not going to go like that. It's not going to go as easy as you thought the first time of you being slick and fucking me over was going to go. We're not going to do that. We're just not going to do that. It's For me, I feel like my time with all of that is done. It's really over for me to deal with somebody who, number one, don't respect how I feel, don't care how I feel. But then number two, to actually think they can act on it knowing that they, I mean, you know, just knowing that they don't give a fuck. And like I said, even my last situation, which, like I said, it's a situation, not even a relationship, a whole fucking situation. But my last situation really just taught me that I really do be caring about people way too damn much. I really do be trying to feel validated, I guess, with people that I love. Um, and y'all probably heard me say that of a time um, on the Mother's Day segment, you know, with my family. Like, I really, truly do care about people. But like I said, when I see how you coming through for other folks versus me and my kid, that makes me not want to fuck with nobody. And that makes me feel like, you know, I'm kind of one of those people who are never going to have, like, I only, like I said, I only have one best friend, y'all. One. She doesn't live here in Georgia anymore, but I'm so sad that she isn't here because all my time with my best friend has always been, like, good times. You know what I'm saying? Even I don't even remember me and my friend having one, one or maybe two disagreements, y'all. But it's never been to the point where she blasts me, I blast her, or I don't know who she talked to, but on the outside of us but you know never have I ever had anybody come back to me to say oh 
your best friend said this, your best friend said that. Can't nobody tell me that Sonya said nothing and can't nobody tell Sonya that I said shit. Cause that, and that's a real friendship, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're gonna have disagreements, but you gotta stick, stick with each other. And that's what comes to my next topic. Folks, friend groups and their fucking intentions. Now, once again, <laughs> word on the street with Denise, let's talk about it. It's definitely like, let's get down to the nitty gritty, okay? Because at the end of the day, I feel like people just, once again, I feel like people just really try to take the advantage of thinking that you are dumb <laughs> or that you are stupid or that you just do not realize how they are coming. You feel what I'm saying? People really try to insult your intelligence. But like I said, my best friend, I never had to worry about that girl ever going against me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, my best friend is my diary, my journal, my confidant, my asshole, my, like, she's the jerk to everything that I could possibly do. Like, if y'all see our messages, this girl literally be texting me like, bald-headed, congrats, bald-head. Like, she just... But that's our friendship, and I know that she means well when she says things to me. She's not trying to intentionally hurt me. She's not trying to make me feel intentionally bad. And I know that when I'm with my best friend, it's it's always been a tit-for-tat thing. It's always been, uh, you scratch my back, I'll try to scratch yours. Now, it used to be to a point where I was the person that was trying to be so much, and my best friend, she was still on her... I'm going to do what I want to do phase. But then she became the person that I needed. You know what I'm saying? She's never really needed me. But she definitely became my rock for sure, for sure. And that's why I definitely appreciate her for always just sticking through, sticking it out. Just making sure that me and my child, of course, um, are always feeling loved, are always feeling great. Um, and that's the thing that I guess I have a problem with these days, too. Like I said, y'all, my family... Is a big family, um, especially the ones that even stay here. It, it's huge. But I don't like their friend groups. <laughs> I don't. I really don't like their friend groups. Some people are okay. And then there are some people that I really am just fucking disgusted with. Like, some of them I really wish y'all would let the fuck go. But y'all won't. And that's why they don't see me now. I can't deal with... The friends that they have and I can't deal with necessarily some of my family because they act just like them I mean I don't know who it is that act that way majorly I know my family and like I said I ain't trying to blast them for real but people really just do not be understanding that like I said y'all be coming through for these friends and this friend group but not your family and I don't like that <laughs> like I really don't like that and the fact that some of y'all like I said on that uh, last episode, y'all let these motherfucking friends infiltrate too damn much. Y'all let them infiltrate and fuck up the dynamic or the feng shui of how things are in your family or in your friendship. And that's the one thing that I say, like, I appreciate with my best friend. We, we ain't let nobody come in between us to tell us shit. You feel me? Like... I know it was just one time me and her went out or she met me um, while I was out with a friend and I don't know who this guy was. I think something was happening in the parking lot, I believe. And 
me and her was just outside, was just talking, whatever. And then the guy comes and walk up. And, you know, we just having general conversation. I think it was a gay guy because then he was asking, like, was me and my best friend together? And we was like, no, we're best friends. And so he was just like, you know, pretty much like, oh, so like, you know, he was trying to be a little messy, I guess, to, you know, try to say that me and my best friend were not best friends. But, like, if anybody knows me and my best friend personally, y'all know that we were friends first, definitely. Like, I didn't like her when I first met her because I thought she was trying to get with my boyfriend at the time. But, you know, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but... Um, over time, like, that was my dog. Like, she was just my everything. I could always laugh with her. She always making me laugh. And like I said, she is my equal part of being an asshole because this girl literally does not care. The tourist of her does not care, honey, about how she comes across to people. Um, but, you know, like, me and her was just kind of explaining to dude, you know, we've been through some things, but... This my bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like, can't nobody take that from me. And I appreciate that of her being that person to me, you know, like never forgetting me, never counting me out, never making me feel like, you know, I don't matter. Even though over time of me trying to be around other family or uh, friends, you know what I'm saying? She never counted me out to say like, bitch, you still my bitch, you know? And once again, like I said, for this, I, I don't like people, um, whether you're a friend, associate, whatever, I don't like people with, with bad intentions. You you feel me? Um, once again, let's talk about it. I have a homegirl, right? Was supposed to be doing this thing with me, okay? But it didn't happen, and it's cool. But I feel like Sister Girl was using because, you know, she just asked, hey, you want to go out? And I'm like, sure. You know, I like I said, y'all, I have not been out really all this year. I've been in the house. Um, so I'm like, sure, yeah, cool, whatever. But it came with a condition. She didn't have a babysitter. <laughs> so, you know, of course I have a child. Of course I have my mom and sister that would, you know, watch my child for me if I did want to go out or something of the sort. But why, why the condition of me going out with you had to be, could my mama watch your children? And my mom is not the type of person that's just going to be like, uh, no, hell no. Um, she is going to try to be nice at some point. But you can't keep doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? The, the first time it happened, we kind of had the conversation, me and my mom was just like, I don't know. Like, mom, I feel you honestly like I feel used because I feel like if you are my homegirl my friend whatever if you don't think about me when you go out or go out with your other friends that's cool bitch I ain't, I ain't gotta be around you I ain't gotta be around you I ain't gotta be around y'all I ain't gotta be around nothing like I said y'all I fuck with my solitude too damn much to the point where I don't think I like nobody being around me honestly but don't don't invite me or or have the intention of inviting me somewhere because you don't have your other friends to go out with or 
your other friends can't help you with the favor that you need or, or whatever the case. Like, I don't like feeling like that. I don't like feeling used because then I will never, ever want to do nothing else for you or with you again. You feel me? Like, I'll always, and my mom will tell you too, like, people will do stuff to me and I will probably forgive, but I don't forget. And the only thing that I be waiting on when you come back into my life or come back and or we come back to reconnect or whatever, the only thing that I be waiting on is for you to fuck up again. That's it. That's all I need is for you to step the fuck out of line or fuck up again with me. Because I promise you, that'll be the last time you get to fuck up. <laughs> we won't speak. And that's why I said going back to like my family and their friend group, like it's a lot of people. And I just, I, for me, in my head, I guess I just don't understand why some of them are the way they are. But that's not my fucking problem because they're not my fucking family. And that that's the thing for me. Like, I don't care about my folks. You know? I, I don't care about y'all hoes. Or y'all niggas. Um, and it's not even so the niggas, I'm going to say. I'm going to take that back. It's not so much the niggas because, once again, I ain't got to be around the niggas. Like, if you know my family, you know... It's a whole bunch of boys, number one. It's a whole bunch of fucking guys, okay? So, girls, we scattered off in there somewhere, okay? Uh, Most of my girl cousins and family are definitely out of town. Um, They don't live here in Georgia, but they they definitely are scattered around. But you definitely have a whole hand group or full group of the guys. And like I said, the guys are really not my problem. Because once again, I don't have to be in a nigga's face. Y'all are not my niggas. You ain't my cousins. I really don't care. So, but the guys don't come with the nonsense or the BS, you know. It's the females that really be around. (laughs) Um, And I'm concerned. Like, I'm very concerned because my folks, like, back in the day, I didn't grow up with all my family number one. So back in the day, like when you came around my folks, yeah, we had folks that was around, but you had to come really correct. Like don't come out of pocket because somebody around this motherfucker is going to put you in your place. Somebody. It don't matter who, it don't matter what scene, it don't matter if you got to be slapped. You, it's somebody's going to get put in their place. But nowadays, I'm sorry. If you my family member and you listening to this, y'all niggas playing too much. <laughs> y'all letting niggas bitches uh, infiltrate y'all circle too much. I've seen too much of like people getting info, right, about our family. Whether my family members have said it to them, whether I have said it to them, you know, Y'all around in the group, whatever. So we just having conversation. I'm gonna put it like that. I'm not even gonna say that my family running their mouth. I'm running my mouth. Everybody running their fucking mouth. Like I said, everybody loves to talk. So the thing that I don't like is when y'all people, <laughs> I'm gonna put y'all as y'all people, y'all fucking friends, y'all people. I don't like when y'all come around and then want to very much run your mouth about family business. Don't do that. Because that's showing me that your intention is not for me. It's not for my folks. It's not for us. 
at this point, I feel like your intentions is only to get what the fuck you can get from whoever you can fucking get it from in this group. And I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? And then the thing is, is that y'all go. Y'all are gone. Y'all outside with whoever. You go home to whoever. Or you doing whatever you want to do. But then my family got to deal with the aftermath of the shit that y'all done involved yourself in. You feel me? Because you could tell me something all day long. But if that ain't my business, that ain't my business. You feel me? Like, that's not what, that's not what I need to be in. I'm not going to be in it either. The fuck? I, I don't have time to be in it. Like I said, I have my own issues, my own problems, my own fucking worries going on in my head. So I can't be all around thinker for everybody and everything that's happening. I can't. And I'm not going to. Because just like I have to sit here and sit with myself and take accountability for the things and actions and words that I've said and done, y'all got to do it too. And y'all got to work it out with who the fuck that problem is with. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it for you. You feel me? But once again, when it comes down to family business or even friend business, keep that shit where it's supposed to be. You feel me? Like, keep it where it's supposed to be at. Don't sit here and then want to insert your motherfucking self into some shit and then you go home laying nice, comfortable, but you done fucked up somebody else's mindset or their feelings or their mood or whatever the fuck. And you know what I'm saying? You're not even the person that sit there with them to talk about it. You're not even the person that can sit on the phone with them to talk about it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I hate people who just don't have good intentions for you. And, and that's for anybody, not even just friends, but for anybody. Like, you, I, like I said, for me, I wouldn't consider myself to be the type of person to say, oh, yeah. This my friend, this my friend, this my friend, this my friend, and I always hang with them. No, I don't. I know any person that does consider me as a friend, please don't lie to yourself to say that you always hit me up. No, you don't. <laughs> um, a bitch be bored. A bitch be by herself. I talk to a lot of people on social media and over the phone. <laughs> but when you see me with somebody, yeah, that's probably every blue moon. Um, and when I was definitely around my family and their friend group, yeah, I was out all the time. Yeah, I had people to be with. Yeah, I had a good time. Shit, live it up. But at the same time, when I look back on a lot of those situations and a lot of those things that happen, even now, it's kind of like I, I, I'm appalled at myself that I let a lot of sneaky shit, snake shit, fat shit, phony shit, dumb shit, whatever. I'm so mad at myself that I allowed that to happen because me growing up with even the friends that I've had since childhood, I ain't never had to worry about that. Never. Like my one homegirl from the third grade, y'all, is still my homegirl, my baby to this day, okay? Because it don't matter like what how long it is that we have not spoken or seen each other she is always going to make sure she comes through for me y'all so it's like you you have to appreciate the ones that always really truly truly come through for you even like i said y'all had disagreements they come through they understand that y'all friendship is y'all friendship that's it you know what i'm saying it's kind of like with your mom or your sister whoever Y'all are going to have a disagreement. You can disagree to agree. 
I mean, or agree to disagree. But at the same time, nobody has time to deal with the 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 nonsense that comes with a lot of people. And that's why I said that's why I definitely distance myself. That's why I have definitely just been in this my own zone in my own world of really just wanting to be in my happiness and in my peace. And I really hate for people to come in and mess up my fucking healing process that I am doing, going back to the fat fuck that I have to, that I had to deal with. Um, but I really hate for people to try to come in and fuck up my mindset or my healing process of how I feel because the way that I feel right now is that when it comes down to friends, family, whoever, you are not, <laughs> okay, about to get away with no more, nothing. And my family know me to the point that they know I will stay away. They know I will not show my face. They know good and well that... If I feel disrespected or if I feel like I'm walking into a war zone or to a setup, like if I feel like something is just not going to sit well with my spirit, if I feel like I have to have, matter of fact, when I feel my anxiety going, like I have bad anxiety, y'all. And I used to have bad anxiety when I started back driving after not having a car for a while and I was in an accident. So anytime I would hit the highway or had to drive at night, I couldn't do it. I was scared. I had anxiety. I, I hated it. So my anxiety for people, I have social anxiety. Like I can't stand to be around a whole lot of people, a whole lot of energy. Um, like I said, I'm going to be probably the quietest unless I'm talking to someone that I fuck with or I'm comfortable around people. Um, you know what I'm saying? And my social anxiety is that I don't really like big crowds because you never know. I, I, I mean, not to say that I'll be so worried that when I go out, like, oh my God, there's going to be a shootout, Jesus. No, it's kind of like I just don't like to be associated or be around a whole lot of nothing-ass individuals. And like I said, that's not my family. It's the people that they have, okay? It's the people that they have around them. And I can't tell nobody, just like I can't tell nobody who to be friends with, I can't tell nobody who not to talk to. I, I, I can't tell you that. All I know is how I can handle it and how to distance myself or how I deal with it. And y'all, I just want everybody to be very mindful of how you are moving out here in this world, okay? The world owes you nothing. Um, all these beautiful children that I've seen over the week and this week, you know, they're about to get out of school and everybody having their awards ceremonies, uh, high school graduations, college graduations. I don't even care if it was kindergarten, pre-K. Y'all, please instill in your children and, and to yourself that you, you already know, especially if you're my age or whatever, the world owes you nothing, right? So the best thing that you have to do it's protect you, protect your family, protect who you love, because not, what's the word I'm trying to say? What's the thing I'm trying to say? That it doesn't matter what they run into, it's who they run into. You feel me? Because a lot of people say, you know, wrong place, wrong time for a lot of things that have happened to folks, you know, probably um, being harmed or being uh, killed or something of the sort, but I like to say wrong people, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? 
because there should never be a time where you are around someone and feel so much disgust or anxiety or sadness or whatever. There should never be a time where you should have to feel that because then if you do, baby, you gotta go. Separate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Wrong people, wrong time. Like, don't count to make sure that they stick around because if you already feeling like some shit is gonna go left, nine times out of ten, y'all is gonna go left. And sometimes some of us get so caught off guard by the shit that be happening, you you kind of be sitting there like, well, damn. Did I really just put myself in that situation? And and back to my Mother's Day picnic, that type of situation happened. And I'm not mad at nobody, honestly. But if I had to pick and choose how that day went, I would have not been at the picnic. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest. I would not have been at that goddamn picnic because my, my spirit already said that Ashley don't go. But the person that had planned the picnic, you know, I fucks with. And I know that her intentions for the picnic was good. But the way all the situation just kind of went for me, yeah, it was like, fuck the picnic. I'm just, I'm over the fucking picnic, y'all. Like, I, I couldn't deal. And it's for me, you know what I'm saying, my intentions during the whole picnic or the situation that happened for the picnic, you feel me, um... My intentions wasn't to be dirty to nobody. You feel me? Like, my intentions was to just have a good fucking time and go on about the weekend. You feel me? Um, It was not for anybody to get hurt or for anybody to feel like anybody did anything malicious. But the way that it all played out and came out, yeah. This is why Ashley stays to her damn self. This is why Ashley don't talk to nobody. This is why Ashley don't know who to trust out here in these streets. Because for the simple fact that, like I said, when you have people who just don't have good intentions for for you at all, it, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. You feel me? It, it, if you are not using your discernment and your motherfucking common sense out here, and I know common sense ain't common, but you don't have to learn it. Okay, Pooh, you're going to have to learn all these things out here, people. You've got to understand truly and, and definitely that when you are always around certain people and they always giving you this certain shit, hey, cut them off. If anybody feel like that about me, shit, cut me off. I'm pretty sure I can cut your ass off. But I, I, for me, like I said, I just don't like people's motives these days. You know, that stuff is just so draining y'all it's so draining and then we're gonna take it back to the playing victim and like I said for me I don't try to play victim in my situations I simply just state what the fuck has happened for somebody to make me feel away you feel me um like I try to tell everybody they'll always be wanting to come to me to try to say well as you know bitch I'm very aware about what the fuck I put myself through okay the last situation that I was dealing with, yes, all my fault. Because when the nigga first came in my face to say he wanted to do whatever, he he said he had a baby mama, girlfriend, whatever. And I said, hell no. I don't want to deal with that. I know how that feels. I got a whole trifling ass baby daddy out here. I don't need another one up in my face. But for 
how I was feeling at the time, for how my life was going at the time, after another little minute or whatever, I did. I went for it. And I definitely can say that the stuff that I have had to experience um, while dealing with this individual was, yeah, definitely my karma whooping my ass. Or not even probably my karma, but his karma that was coming on to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at him as, nigga, don't nothing ever happen to you, huh? Like, you just a fucking fuck nigga out here just doing shit, lying, being a fuck nigga, big diamond back ass, lying ass, fat ass fuck. Like, how are you outside with no problems? But I'm sitting here getting all of these bad things happening to me. And sometimes people don't understand that either. If you allow yourself to deal with somebody that you know is not good or you know shouldn't be there in your life, you're gonna go through that karma. They probably won't, or they probably go through something that you can't see. But you're gonna go through that karma with them as well. And and that's the, that's the thing that some people have to understand. Dismiss yourself, get away from that. And that's my whole thing. Like, I have realized that, I have understood that. I've taken accountability for a lot of things that I have said and done while dealing with this individual. And most people may know it, most people may not know it, but you know, it's not for me to tell the whole world about my healing journey or to tell you about my transition of trying to get right and to do better. It's not y'all business, it's mine. And as long as I know what I'm trying to do and how I am, um, putting myself out there, you know, because I really don't care how I'm perceived, you know. There's not too many people in my life that I really care about how I'm perceived by. Um, only the people that I love. That's the only people I care of how they see me. But the way I put myself out there is definitely going to show people like, hey, yeah, you might have tried that shit back in 2019, but bitch, it's 2023. I will stab you. Not literally, y'all, but I, you know, I will hurt you. Don't, don't play with me. Don't come for me if I did not sin for you. And the thing about that is, is that, like I said, I haven't had conversations with a lot of people about how I'm feeling or what I'm doing, whatever, whatever. So, um, the only thing that I can do for myself is just make sure that I'm always being, um, perceived well or being perceived as a good person and like I said like what I was trying to say sorry y'all because I was looking at my clock I'm about to end this segment in a few seconds but definitely definitely I haven't had conversations about with certain individuals like my family or whoever about how I'm feeling but I do plan to go to them with the intentions of saying like hey maybe you might have felt this way about me and I'm just going to take accountability for it because, hey, I can't make a motherfucker feel like I didn't do something to them. The only thing that I can say is like, okay. Or we can elaborate on it. Like, we can talk about it. But I'm definitely going to let them know that, hey, I don't feel like I'm a victim in this situation. I just feel like you had me fucked up. And that's another thing. People, don't play victim. Don't play victim. Even if you are the fucking victim. Think back on the stuff that you said or that you did that might have made something go totally worse. Because I know me. Like I said, I have a reckless mouth. I I know I can tell people to go six feet under. I guess I have. 
I done told folks to go flatline. Them, they mama, they kids, I have. Um, am I proud of that? No. I just hate to be pushed to that point of that I have to be that fucking evil because you're that fucking evil to me. Feel me? Um, but at the end of the day, y'all, like I said, narcissists, gaslighting, playing victim, and your friends, friends, groups, and their intentions. All of that rolls into making sure that you have good people around you. That That's the, that's the topic. Okay, if, if anybody didn't understand, if I feel like you lost me somewhere or if I lost you, whatever, good people around you. That's it. Whether you're fucking them, whether you want to be married, whether you, you're friends since childhood, you just met the hoe a year ago, you know what I'm saying? Make sure they're, that, they're, that they're good, okay? Because then when they push you to a point that you shouldn't be at, dismiss yourself. Because when you start matching energy or you start having to prove that you are this or you are that or whatever, you can no longer put yourself as the victim because now you are just allowing yourself to get sucked in. And that's a lot of things that people do. You get sucked into a lot of shit with people. Sometimes you didn't even want that, but you do because you just have that type of heart. You just got that type of personality. You just got that type of characteristic. You feel me? Like... You really just got to understand that you got to have good people around you. You got to make sure that you are being the best version of yourself. Don't get sucked down to them because then, like I said, people are going to make you out to be the villain anyway. They're not going to see you being the victim. So don't even play victim. You feel me? Show them that you are the villain. Show them that, hey, yeah, I did it. I accepted it. I repented about it or I prayed to God or whoever you prayed to about it and I'm going to let it go. What are you doing? You feel me? Like, tell them that. What are you doing? What are you doing to change yourself? You still in the same shit? Oh, okay. And you move on. That's it. That's 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 the topic, y'all. That's the key. That's the key. Um, but like I said, y'all, my time on this segment is winding up. So we're going to end this segment right here, right now. I'm about to come back with another segment because we're about to talk about Tupac versus John Morant Morant. I don't know how you say this boy name, but he's the basketball player that's been out here wilding, apparently. Um, and I saw a good topic that said, who's the real gangster? So we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give y'all my opinions plus more. This is where I'm street with Janice. Let's talk about it. I'll be back in just a sec. So we're back on one of the Denise. Let's talk about it. So, like I said on the last segment, we were gonna talk about John Morant or Morant versus Tupac. Um, I saw a post on my Facebook um, with a couple of comments that said, <clears throat> well, the post really said that we out here. What is it? We're out here dismissing Jaw. For trying to be a gangster but praising Tupac is crazy or outrageous, whatever. But basically try to compare the two to say, how can we not respect John Morant, but I mean, as him being who I guess he is, um, versus Tupac. So, and the, some of the, the one friend or person that was on my timeline that did repost this, um, the only comment that she said was woo, you know, just like woo child, as I guess for her to be in agreement. 
But then I saw somebody else who's another friend on my uh, Facebook or whatever that was simply saying like, you know, there's niggas who get shot every day, pussy niggas get shot every day. Um, ja ain't never been shot or whatever. He's never, basically he was trying to say that Ja has never been through the shit that Tupac has been through, okay? Um, now I just tried to do a little research or whatever on him. Um, and basically I guess Ja is, he plays for the Grizzlies, okay? So he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and apparently he's suspended i don't know if he still is suspended or whatnot but apparently he is suspended from the team right now because he's had these situations with with guns okay like he waving guns on instagram live he getting into it with teenagers over a pickup basketball game and waving the gun um he was in the strip club well i guess that's when he was on instagram live in the strip club waving the gun around the females or however um and for me i just kind of feel like dude yeah one of the one of the strippers said that he, he's just too much begging for attention and that's how i feel like um it's okay if you want to have a gun my guy like i guess you know protect yourself however but I feel like this dude is just out here trying to prove like, hey, yeah, I'm a gangster. I done seen his name popped up too many times. Uh, something in reference with NBA Youngboy, something in reference to just a lot of different things where people is just saying like, this nigga is an idiot or this nigga is really just, you know, he just trying to play gangster. He just trying to show himself like he, he really about that life. Um... But the comparison between him and Tupac, baby, is not a comparison, okay? I really just wanted to say that. That, that is not a fucking comparison. Um, Y'all know if you've been listening on the podcast, too, as well, I have talked about the Dear Mama documentary. I've been talking about Tupac a lot, just the person that he was. Like I said, I am a fan. Um... And I feel like I'm a fan to the point where I could speak to say that, that, like I said, that's not a fucking comparison, y'all. First of all, John, I don't know his history. I don't know his life history. I wasn't even trying to look all that shit up. But, baby, you is an NBA player, okay? I don't keep up with sports anymore like that, um, like I used to when I was younger. But, nigga, you out here making money. Okay, however you want to feel or whatever you want to do with that money or however you want to be perceived um, with your celebrity or whatever. Okay, baby, do what you got to do. But you out here just really just living reckless or trying to live reckless and it's not even called for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some people feel like he should just go back, do what he got to do, put your head down, shut the fuck up. Um... A lot of other people feel like he is, he, he like his career should be taken away. Um, I'm not going to say your career should be taken away, but I do think that, baby, whoever is your PR, publicist, whoever, they need to be on your ass right now. They need to be on you to the point where you, you don't even want to own a motherfucking gun no more. Um, because if y'all had ever met Tupac, that he would never stand a chance. And y'all know that. First of all, let me, and like I said, let me back up, okay? Because when you watch any documentary of Tupac and 
you realize where this man has come from, okay? Y'all trying to judge him because he went to a performing arts school and had on a fucking leotard and, you know, was trying to be a better fucking black man, <laughs> okay? But the simple fact, first of all, Tupac was not trying to be a gangster. Thug life was not about gangster life or a, a gang or none of that shit. If you watch the documentary, which I say, watch Dear Mama, y'all, because any other documentary that you have seen about Tupac, you definitely saw celebrities or whoever that knew him, especially Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, because, of course, they was on death row with him. But you definitely see a lot of people that will speak out about who he was, how he was, um, the good and the bad. Now, there were people like Mike Tyson um, and some people of the Black Panther Party that did say, even his old publicist, I think it was, um, they did say that, you know, some of the actions and things that Tupac did, they wish he didn't do because, you know, it, it, it did show off that, yeah, you are a thug. And, of course, you're a black man. So, of course, they're just going to label you as a gangster, a thug. But I would say Tupac wasn't gangster as to what y'all want to say. Like, that's what I want somebody to define to me what the fuck you think is gangster. Because y'all out here just waving guns and trying to be who the fuck he is to try to intimidate somebody. Tupac ain't never do that. He didn't do that. If anything, that nigga shot two cops because they was harassing a black man. Did y'all do that? Is y'all sticking up for black people? No. Tupac was. And for me, that's the most gangster shit you could do. And get off. Like, Tupac shot two, two white cops and got off. You feel me? Like, and the thing about it is that Tupac was a different type of guy. He was the type of person who was in tune with his feelings, in tune with himself. Um, he knew how to feel for a right and for a wrong. You feel me? He was even on this one talk show. Uh, there's a clip in the documentary where I think he's about the only damn black person that was on the stage. But they were trying to say that his lyrics was the reason why cops were getting killed. No. If you go back and listen to this man's lyrics for real, for real, he's not telling you to kill a cop. He's telling you to protect yourself against them because police brutality, just like today, is still strong. It was strong back then. And like I said, you got to think about the, the world and the time that Tupac grew up into. This man, like I said, his mother was a whole Black Panther, the chief of the Black Panther in her chapter, okay? So the simple fact that, he, and at the time when she even got pregnant with Tupac, you feel me? She was in jail. And she thought that she was going to have this baby and never see him. But she had got acquitted a month and three days before she had him. And you know what I'm saying? She was excited. Because that meant there was a purpose. Like she said, she went through so much. Tupac wasn't even supposed to be here. Okay? But she went through so much, um, you know what I'm saying, to just have him or just to try to carry him. She thought she was going to have a miscarriage or whatnot. But she had her son. And she was still trying to deal with everything in life. Because even the other Black Panther uh, parties stated that, you know, going through the stuff that they went through, y'all, like those was the gangsters. And if you saying that the Black Panther Party was no gangsters, then you, I mean, let's talk about it. Like y'all fucking foolish out here. Those two people, you cannot compare. 
Number one, because of the time that Tupac was in and that Ja is in, okay? Number two, Ja probably, I, I don't know how he grew up. I, is, I think, was, ain't his dad, like, famous or a basketball player or some shit? I think. But correct me if I'm wrong. If y'all listening, just let me know. But, nigga, you didn't come from poverty. Your mama wasn't on crack. Or I'm, I'm guessing not. Your mom was no crack trying to still raise you and your siblings. Your mom wasn't part of the Black Panther Party. Your mom didn't try to uh, talk to a whole Supreme Court people and representing herself as a motherfucking lawyer to make sure that her and the other Black Panther people got off. But Tupac mama did. Okay? And that's why I say you got to think about it. When y'all want to sit here and say... We trying to dismiss him, but praise Tupac for being a gangster. Like, Tupac never claimed to be a gangster. Tupac only went that far when he saw how the world was treating him. And that's why I say, when y'all see that documentary, you will see from a different outlet, from a different uh, aspect, that he wasn't trying to be nothing except just a leader. And that's exactly what he is. That's exactly what he was. The only thing that caught Tupac up was trying to just be there for other black people. Because if you see like when he got accused of raping the woman or whatever in the hotel room and him and his folks then got on trial and shit and he had to go to jail. Um, that's where all his detrimental shit has came from. You know, just seeing how the world and, and he had got shot at the time. So, of course, he got this East Coast, West Coast thing going on. He can't trust Biggie and, and uh, Puff no more because he feel like they set him up. You know, he's, he's feeling a whole bunch, a lot of things. And as a black man, I want y'all to sit here and tell me you ain't going to feel the same way. You don't know who got you shot. You don't know who shot you. You don't know who did what. And you're sitting here trying to advocate the best way you can for black people. And so, like I said, like, Jaw ain't never been up past, I mean, for all that stuff that Tupac has. You feel me? And before Tupac went to death row, I saw, um, especially one of the comments, I don't know if, if one of my, you know, actual Facebook friends has said it or if it was under the post that the original post came from. Um, where somebody was saying, oh, you know, if you go back to listen to his lyrics, you know, you see that he, he wasn't trying to be none of that. He's really pushing the positivity and the shit that's going on. Like if you didn't know Brenda got a baby, um, was based off of a real true uh, story that happened in New York. A little girl was raped by a family member or something of the sort, or was with a family member, um, had the baby put the baby in the trash. I, I, and I forgot what happened to Brenda and all that. I, I don't, I don't really remember what happened to the actual Brenda, but you know, basically that, that was what he was about. Keep your head up. Dear mama changes all these songs that Tupac had. Y'all really want to sit here and say that we not, <laughs> that's not a comparison. Stop it. Like, y'all sound so fucking foolish for even trying to say that. Like, it, 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 oh, it bothers me. Not to say it really bothers me because people gonna have their opinions. You know what I'm saying? But when you come with opinions to me, baby, you gotta spit them facts. 
Like, I remember when I went on Instagram too, of course, like I said, this Dear Mama docu-series has been just floating around, of course, on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um, and the clip of where I was talking about, I don't even know if I finished talking about that, but the clip that I was talking about just a little bit earlier, um, where Tupac was the only black person on stage and the same cop that was involved in the O.J. Simpson trial, <laughs> okay, sitting there with his goddamn big ass mustache, big fucking white face and I'm not racist y'all I'm not but I because I have white family members um different uh ethnicity of, of folks in my family but it was just a simple fact of you know all these white people sitting here trying to come for this man and like you said no I don't my music does not promote to kill a cop my music is to speak on police brutality and self-defense which it is. He's not telling you to go out and kill a cop. And just like we listening to the music today, is half of y'all popping pills, drinking lean, uh, fucking 5,000 bitches in a Hellcat? No, you're not. Okay? The music that you're listening to does not always relate to your fucking life. Nor do you have to act on the certain shit that you hear in a music. And I, I really hate that because it's also been different situations with other different artists. It's like I've come from the school, old school, y'all, where I used to watch VH1, MTV, and BET, okay? And VH1 used to have their little segment uh, or show called Behind the Music. And I used to watch all of that. Um, I used to watch a whole bunch of stuff uh, just to figure out different celebrities, uh serial killers that's on there like different stuff but there were different definitely different situations where um there were people who acted out because of the artists that they listened to and now I mean it had gotten to the point where the president at the time I think did not want Tupac's music on the air you feel me? And that's why I say as a black man who's trying to advocate for something better and get so misunderstood just because you are a black man, what y'all wanted him to do? The same thing that y'all doing, right? Living your life, trying to make better for your family and whoever, and, and trying to just make a change. Because at the end of the day, what, what can you do? You can't do anything about how the world is going to perceive you. The only thing that you can do is try to make a change, which is what Tupac did. But like he told the one lady on there, which, I, like I said, I had to eat somebody up in the comments real quick because <laughs> the lady said, you know, to one of the uh, audience members, um, I'm worried about my the generation for future or the future generation of children um, I want them to have a better future because this man, which she was pointing to, Pop, is sitting there repressing them to say they have no hope, you know. And um, she said something like along the lines of you people. So Tupac said like, what you know about my people? Oh, I know a lot about your people. And if y'all already know, growing up, couldn't no white motherfucker sit there and tell a black person you people? That's number one. <laughs> okay. And the crowd was like, oh, like, yeah, even the white folks and the black folks, bitch, you done fucked up now. Cause you, what you mean, you people? And so, like, Tupac ran her, like, bitch, just because you didn't gave to some charities or just because you didn't sat there and feed the homeless, you know, y'all little good deeds that y'all want to feel when you think you um, are catering to a minority, you don't know nothing about my people. 
You feel me? And and he was definitely right for saying that because his music was not repressing nobody to say we don't have hope. That's why I say y'all motherfuckers need to go back and listen to the lyrics for real. He didn't say anything to say we don't have shit. His music didn't start getting crazy, y'all, until he went to death row. Now, I know somebody said, and once again, I was talking about this comment too as well, but I didn't finish. But still, somebody on the Facebook thing to say, you know, he wasn't no gangbanger. He was gangbanging because um, death row was blood. Now, I know death row had a lot of red on them. But I ain't going to say they was Bloods versus no Crips, okay? Um, because that's really fucking crazy that we see Snoop Dogg is <laughs> OG Crip, okay? Um, and however that went, if, if I'm wrong, hey, correct me. But I didn't see that as being a thing of Blood versus Crips. They didn't say that anywhere in the documentary. Like I said, Snoop is our big... OG crip that you see out here in these streets. So I don't get where y'all getting there was a blood versus this type of thing. But there was a part in the documentary where his aunt was speaking on the fact of <clears throat> how and why Tupac kind of um, was being the way that he was. And while he was with Death Row, you know, he was the type of person that, you know, I didn't even know that he was dating someone, had got engaged to the lady um, because he really did want like a family. He wanted a life. He wanted to get out of death row. Um, and even Snoop talked about that on the fucking documentary about like how it was just really crazy to, to try to get about that thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they didn't go into too much of like saying who set Pac up to be killed or anything of that sort. But it was really just to say like, yeah, death row was not a good choice for him. And like I said, death row was, had came to a point, Suge Knight had came to a point for Tupac when Tupac got locked up for seven years in prison, a maximum security fucking prison. Now the man only got seven years because, like I said, that rape allegation and sodomizing allegation, but they dismissed that charge, but they still tried to charge him with assault is what he got charged for. Um, but they sent him to, like, you know, this crazy-ass prison penitentiary that he was with some more crazy people. Um, stuff that, you know, he wasn't doing, stuff that he probably would have never done. And like people said with the rape allegation... There was no way he did that because the way Tupac was with women and his mom and his aunt and stuff, like they all knew that he didn't do that shit. The bodyguard that was there at the time said that, you know, he didn't do it or he didn't do anything to make him be the person that should have been um, accused. The The actual people that got accused was was missing. So it was Tupac and his bodyguard that was by his side, you know what I'm saying, that got in trouble for this. But um, just to say, like, you know, all of that happening to him, he had just got shot. He done went to, uh, got accused of this shit. Now he in a maximum security prison. And all this man did was write, 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 made music. He, he actually released the Dear Mama album while in prison. Um, and this is when death row comes about. So Pac is, and that's why I say like, I know I've said it on the last segment, but this is why I say like, he's so fucking amazing because 
we out here thinking Tupac was still fucking alive because he still, we still had music. Still had music. This man had a vault full of music. They showed and told just how much his mentality and his mental state was kind of in a bad place to the point where that's all he could do. He sleep for a few hours. He have his crew with him. He made sure his mama and his aunt made sure the crew was with him and make sure that they was good or whatever because he going to the studio. He going to write. He going to record. He going to write. He going to work. That that man was working. You feel what I'm saying? Like, um, and it was just a simple fact of like when he was with Suge Knight and them, you know, that faithful, that faithful night um, that he got killed. You know, like they say, he used to walk around with a bulletproof vest on him. All the time at that point, because I think Tupac also felt in his heart too that Suge and the whole label thing was just not for him. But the particular night where he goes out to the Tyson fight, which I said Mike Tyson is on the documentary too, and he even speaks about how Tupac's um belligerent ways, I would say, um was the, the downfall kind of for him because. And like I said, Tupac was definitely for his people. Whoever he rode with, that's who he was with. That's who he fucked with. You feel me? So the simple fact that he got into all that altercation at the Tyson fight because of the simple fact like Suge tell him he don't need the, the bulletproof vest. You know, I forgot who necessarily said that. But yeah, they, you know, Tupac didn't put on his bulletproof vest that night because Suge told him not to. Which is why a lot of people feel like Suge is the one who got him set up for real. But it was that, you know, the dude, Anthony, whoever, um, who I guess was the killer necessarily. Um, they said uh, to Tupac, you know, like, oh, you know, that's that nigga that, that stole the death row chain or whatever. And Tupac like, what? Oh, da 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 And so his aunt speaks about how, like, why are you doing this? You're not a gangster. You're not a thug. You don't get, like, you're not that. And that's the thing. Like, he's never claimed to be that, y'all. He only stood for what the fuck he believed in. He only stood for who he fucked with. So it's just, like, it's so crazy for people to sit there and want to compare two different people who come from two different lives, two different worlds, Two different everything. They're two black men, but they come from two different worlds, two different times. And you, and that's the thing. Ja ain't standing for nobody. He's not doing nothing except being a basketball player who got money and want to act a fucking fool. You feel me? Like Tupac was actually trying to do something. He wasn't no, he, right. Y'all absolutely right. The man wasn't no gangster, but he did some gangster ass shit. You know, it was even one comment that the girl on my timeline said, like, oh, pussy niggas get shot every day. Just because Tupac got shot don't mean he a gangster. Right, bitch. You absolutely right. It's the stuff that he did, though, which makes him the fucking thug gangster. Because even thug life is not, like I said, in the beginning, it's not a gang or nothing. Thug life was created by Tupac. And his stepfather, Matulu, that was also in the Black Panther Party. And while he was locked up and shit, while, you know, Afeni, his mother was out trying to make sure things was right, trying to get things together, you know, while she was with her drug addiction, trying to make sure she's still raising her children, this, that, and the third. Um, you know what I'm saying? They created that as a way for men, black men, clearly, 
um, to stick together, to come together, to be a light in their community. And like I said, y'all, if y'all feel like that is not gangster to you, because me, you being gangster to me is that you don't give a fuck what you do. You don't give a fuck what you say. You don't give a fuck who feel any type of way about it. You're going to handle business. You're going to stand on business. You're going to be a leader. And you're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that your folks is good. Okay? So whether y'all take that as selling drugs, killing niggas, whatever the case may be. Like I said, that's y'all definition. That's y'all opinion. But as, well, excuse me. Word on the street with Janice, let's talk about it, is here to tell you Tupac was very much fucking gangster. Okay, because like I said, who else the fuck done killed some cops or not even killed them, but shot their ass up and got off Two, two cops. Okay, we already see how it go when a motherfucker just kill one or try to shoot at one. Like you, you get what I'm saying? Like y'all really the generation, the world today, you know, we like I said, we all have our opinions. And I be looking at the comments sometimes like, damn, folks just really be going back and forth about shit. But sometimes it's necessary because some people, they don't want to have a debate. They just want to think that their shit is valid. But that's why I say like, when you come to me, you got to come with facts. And that's why I say, John ain't giving me nothing to say that, yeah, he is no fucking gangster. And yeah, we should be dismissing this motherfucker because yeah, he need to get his life right. He's too young to be trying to be dumb. Tupac had a lot accomplished at the age of 25. Like Snoop said, they say a man is not a man until he's 27. He's still a baby. Tupac died at 25 with a spirit of probably a 60, 70 year old. Like, let's talk about it. Y'all got to talk about the real shit when it comes down to when you want to compare and contrast. Okay? And if you don't agree... That's cool. I'm just here to tell you that you're stupid. <laughs> I'm just playing, but I'm just here to say honestly and truly, like, when y'all coming with stuff like that, like, you only trying to judge Tupac for what? Because, like I said, he went to performing arts school because he wanted to be an actor for real. He didn't even want to be a rapper. He was trying to be an actor, but he just had a really good stage presence and knew how to put words together and knew how to deliver you feel me? Like, that's why I say, y'all go watch that documentary. If you still have not watched it, get your Hulu, get somebody log in, something. Go watch that shit because then you're going to understand yourself as a black person in this world. You're going to understand that a lot of us, we let a lot of shit slide in our community. Gun violence, police brutality, two-parent fucking households. All that. Like, let's talk about it for real, y'all. Black people, we don't... Like I said in my first episode, I believe, black people don't stick together. Not all of us. Not all of us be trying to make a change either. But at some point in time, you got to. You got to get yourself together. You got to get your mentality together. You got to be able to say, hey, ABC ain't going to work for me and my folks. And y'all going to meet me at my XYZ when I get down to it. Okay? You can't sit here and just try to let just shit happen. That shit is stupid. Especially as a black person. You know what I'm saying? Not to say other ethnicities out there don't go through different stuff. White folks, y'all don't go through shit. Okay? I'm sorry. It's not against y'all, but you don't go through shit. Not for real. Okay? The most y'all go through is being number one on a fucking... Uh, 
serial killer shit. Like, I, I mean, that's who I see. I, of course, black people too, but y'all majority up there with, with the crazy shit when y'all on serial killer documentaries and stuff. But as black people, you know, sometimes they they not supposed to discriminate against black people but for a job. But how many of them going to... How many of y'all believe that you really didn't get a job because of your color, because of your name? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just so crazy to me that people just, y'all want to try to compare and contrast a lot of things, but you're not comparing and contrasting yourself. Like, compare yourself to Ja. Compare yourself to Tupac. What the fuck you doing? Not to say that you're trying to call yourself a gangster or a thug, but... You know, y'all not doing what y'all supposed to do. Not doing it the right way either. But I'm going to wrap up this segment with Ja and Tupac. Y'all listen. Tell me how you feel about it. I'm going to come back with my last segment, Word on the Street with Janice. Let's talk about it. All right, y'all. So we're back on Word on the Street with Janice. Let's talk about it. This segment, I really just wanted to not really say too much um like i said y'all i got updates with my podcast coming through definitely like i said i i'm able to be monetized on apple Podcasts. that's big for me um that means that y'all are listening y'all are following y'all are actually engaging with the podcast in order for them to be like yes bitch <laughs> get your money and I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of getting to this point. And honestly and truly, like, like I said, just thank you to everybody that actually tunes in, that actually listens from beginning to end, that actually just shares, likes, comments, whatever. Like, thank y'all so, so, so much for just giving me the... I don't know even what to say. The attention, the support, the privilege, all of that to just be able to talk my shit and y'all listen to it, okay? Like, that's all I'm doing is talking my shit and y'all listening to me. Some of y'all might agree, some of you may not. That's why I say, like, hey, I'm here to get it popping and talking. I don't have anybody really to talk to. <laughs> like I said, at this point, I think I'm, fuck a co-host. I'm not about to do any more co-hosts um seeking anymore and it's not that I've even been seeking it I just thought it would be a really good thing because on a podcast you got more than one person you feel me like some people do have just themselves but some people have guests they have people that they talk to they have people that they are really bouncing ideas and conversation with you feel me so it it only takes one person you feel me to come around and actually be on my drift, my level, my eth uh, work ethic when it comes to the podcast. Because, yeah, it's just beginning. It's small. But, baby, in five, I'm not even going to say five. Shit, in the next three years, if my shit really blows up, I don't want nobody who ain't been sitting here doing the little piece, which is just fucking sharing the damn thing. Or actually listening and just letting shit play if you want to. Hell, take the fucking fingers, uh, seek, uh, you know how you fucking fast forward or whatever. Shit, take the finger and just slide it all the way through it. I gotta listen. I gotta view. I gotta play. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, people just don't understand that. It, it really don't come from the people that know you for real of where your support comes from. It comes from people 
who you don't know. Um, you will have some of your folks and friends and family who will come through for you to be like, no, nah, listen to my cuz, go to my cuz YouTube page, uh, listen to my cousin music, like, go, you know, stuff like that. But, that, you know, that's why I go back to saying people showing up for other people, but they don't show up for me, okay? And I ain't even trying to make nobody feel bad if they don't listen or they don't support me, don't fuck with me. It's cool. Like, I want everybody to know me as a person, I'm such a mental overthinker so much. Like, I keep everything that happens and is done in my fucking head. Even if you think I have not peeped it, I have. And for me, like I said, it, it, it don't take nothing but a like, a listen, a share, or whatever. You feel me? And for me, I, I'm not, I'm not stressing who want to be there or don't want to be there, but I don't want nobody coming when it comes, like when it pops off. You feel me? Because Word on the Street with Janice is more than just a podcast, like I said. Um, Word on the Street with Janice is me, y'all. Like, that's me. That's who I am. That's my brand. That's my name. That's It's me. So, I gotta go all a thousand percent for me and for mine. Um, the one percent people out there who are really just trying to be supportive or whatever the case may be you know what i'm saying like i fucks with it and i fucks with you and i love y'all for that um i love people who were sharing my idea before i even shared it you know what i'm saying or actually even got it started so i i just can't say too much except thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you to all who do actually just listen to me okay um and also i wanted to touch base like i said Co-hosts, I'm not studying the co-host no more. Um, I'm not even gonna ask no more. I'm not even going to put it to the point of saying, Oh, I want somebody to debate with me or say something with me on this topic. Fuck no. Like, I'm I'm not gonna do it no more because people are not coming up, they're not showing, they're not showing through, they're not coming up for me. You know what I'm saying? They're not Lord, I'm saying all the wrong shit. Not showing up for me and coming through. I have put the two damn phrases together and mixed it all up y'all <laughs> i'm tired but honestly and truly like i said um yeah this is my baby this is my thing and i would have loved to have been in partnerships and different things of the sort with people you know who acted like they wanted to be here or acted like they wanted to do some shit but i can't make nobody do nothing i can't make nobody show up i can't no make nobody you know be genuine with me and with my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got a life, everybody got shit they got to do, but I just don't like when people think that um yeah, I'm supposed to be on day time, on day line, on day dime like shit. I, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm good. Like I said, it's no shade to nobody. I just at this point in my life right now, it's for me. Everything is for me. Everything that I do is for me. I I really can't look out for nobody else in my life. I can't afford to look out for nobody else in my life. Um, except for the ones who really do show up for me. So that's why I say, like, y'all, I really just do appreciate everybody who just comes through, shows love to the podcast. Like I said, shares, likes, comments, all of that. I love everybody for that. Um, 
like I said last night, I was supposed to get my visual done, but like I said, it was it was so many distractions last night for me personally to the point where it was just like, yeah, I, I can't I can't be bothered. <laughs> like I really just can't be bothered sometimes when I'm trying to do my thing and. I don't think anybody should blame me for that because, like I said, when I'm coming down to my craft and to my shit, it's just like if my cousins and them, whoever do music um, or whatever, you know, my cousin, he works on cars and shit, like, uh, or works on his car, I should say, the damn Mustang. But in all those aspects of whoever is doing what the fuck ever, you know, y'all got to be in your zone, right? You, you got to be in a good feeling to put your all into what you love, you know? And I was looking at one of my cousin's um, YouTube page the other day and I shared it. And you know, the message that I just heard from it was like, if you don't put the fucking work in, how do you expect <laughs> shit to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you expect it to go a certain way? And sometimes you can't take everybody with you. You can't, you know, you can't partner or cooperate or you know have nothing with people sometimes because sometimes people will exactly keep you where you're at in the same fucking spot same position same hole um that you're in and you're trying to climb yourself up out of there but some people don't want to see you succeed and that's fine i'm perfectly fine with that i will still like your picture i will still like whatever fuck you post or what you doing but don't expect my support to come all the way through. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, if I can't get it from nobody, I'm not giving it. And that's what I'm on right now. Like, if you can't give it, I can't give it. Like, I, I, I just don't understand why people feel like they, they're entitled. You know, this generation of people, I ain't going to say the children. Because it's half of y'all grown motherfuckers, too. Y'all, everybody feels so entitled, bro. And that is so annoying to me as a person, um, as a mom, as anything. Like, how do you feel entitled to something that's, one, not yours, two, um, you know what I'm saying, that's not your vision, that's not your place, and lastly, how do you feel entitled when you don't put the work in? You know what I'm saying? I've given people plenty of chances to come pull up, come do this shit with me, and be done. You feel what I'm saying? And, and we could work from there. But people ain't going to do that. I'm not going to make nobody do that. And I'm the type of person, like I said, I'm so passive aggressive. I don't even talk about it with them or whatnot to try to even be forcing it. It's just like I'm, I put myself in my zone to make sure that my shit works, to make sure that my shit is going to be without any problems. You know what I'm saying? Like when y'all see when I'm doing my shit now. I'm I'm hard on Ashley to make sure that my show is whatever my show can be. You know what I'm saying? And once I get my visuals started, y'all will definitely see just how much equipment that I even fucking have at home to even be doing this. So it's like, I really am starting with nothing. So when I become to something, you know what I'm saying? Don't say nothing to me. Okay? Because um, like I said, my inspiration for this podcast was definitely just real conversation that I'd be having with my aunt at times. And our favorite podcast is the 85 South show. You know what I'm saying? And I was there when, before these niggas wanted to put it on YouTube, before these niggas was selling out tours and, and stuff for the, for y'all to go see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's where my 
inspiration and, and passion is coming from, like to see, even though they did have their following already, of course, um, Carlos and Chico Bean and DC Youngfly, they already had a following before the podcast, which is why it made folks flock to the podcast. But if and still, they still was, you, you can only see, I mean, you can only hear them. You couldn't see them at first. Right now, they are still on Apple Podcasts uploading episodes. So you're not going to tell me, y'all, that you can't like, you can't comment, you can't click a link, you can't, like, don't tell me that you can't, because you can. You do it for them. And that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and that's on that, period. Like, I, I just don't have much to say, you know? Like, like they always say, shit, we could tell a celebrity happy birthday, but we can't tell our own friends and family happy birthday, go to their birthday celebration, none of that shit, like... And I'm, I see that, you know, I see that from a lot of friends and family. Like my cousin had posted the other day, like I got a huge, fuck, like we do, we got a huge fucking family. Okay. There is no reason why there shouldn't be like a hundred fucking likes or a hundred subscribers, a hundred followers on our shit. I mean, I, I just like, come on now. Like tell me, somebody tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong, because for you to have such a huge family like we do, you know, why shouldn't them, why shouldn't the likes and the comments and the followers and the plays and all that not be coming from your folks, you know? And that's the other thing, too. Like, I just can't surround myself around people who don't want to fuck with me genuinely, who don't want to love me genuinely. And I, I don't give a fuck if you're a friend or a family either at all. Like I'm a, like I said, I can only give what's given to me. I can't give nothing else. You feel me? I can't do nothing else for nobody else no more. Um, and not to say that I can't, because even when I haven't had it, I still can try or I have tried to do it. But my time of just being and dealing with this podcast as right now as it is, you know, like I said, I just want to to reach to people who number one feel like I do in everyday daily life you know what I'm saying and then number two for people to feel like there's a voice that hears them or that wants to be heard because in a sense yeah like I'm talking to myself but I'm talking to y'all and I'm talking because I ain't got no money to go to a therapist so shit <laughs> I'm gonna say it like this you know I I feel like people just kind of take for granted, um, the people that they have in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw a post one time that said, don't take your friends for granted because you know, you probably hanging around with millionaires and that's real shit. Even though if they're not a millionaire right now, you know, your friend or your family or whoever is talented as fuck and they can go to the fucking moon and stars if they wanted to, but their main support should really be supporting them. And half of y'all don't. Like I said, motherfuckers don't even tell me happy birthday, okay? My birthday November 5th. Motherf and my other little cousin's birthday is November 5th, right? I can tell y'all who posted her and didn't even think about me, okay? Not at all. Um, Who want to post their other friends and family, Y'all motherfucking family members who be posting other family members for their birthday. And I don't, I don't even get shit. 
So, you know, for me, I, I try not to keep that type of anger and animosity in me when people, like I said, don't show up for you, don't come through for you, but they come through for everybody else. Um, I try not to keep that, you know, that anger in me, especially when it comes to my family. Um, but I just don't forget. Like, I don't fucking forget. You feel me? I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so whatever you think I don't know or whatever you think I didn't peep, I'm the most motherfucking observant motherfucker in the world. That's why I'm so motherfucking quiet. So trust and believe. I see who who coming through for me. I see who loves me. I see who supports me. I see who cares about my mental. I see who cares about my feelings. I see it. And I feel it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, y'all, just make sure that you are doing whatever you got to do for you. Like I said, surround yourself by good freaking people, please. Um, at any point, if you ever feel like somebody is not getting right in your life, get them the fuck out or you get on. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever stay around these narcissistic people. Like I said, people who want to make you feel like you are the villain. Fuck that gaslight and shit. Whatever you said, you better stand on it. You feel me? And don't play victim. Play the fucking villain. Okay? Don't don't ever even let nobody try to see you sweat, see you cry anymore, y'all. Just play the fucking villain. You know what I'm saying? They want Ursula, give them Ursula. They want Cruella, give them Cruella. They want Jafar from Aladdin, give them Jafar. Okay? Give them the fucking villain that they want. For real. Because some people... We'll never learn if you just try to kill them with kindness. Sometimes motherfuckers don't even be understanding if you kill them with silence. Like, motherfuckers is so dumb, they can't read the room to even understand that your silence is loud enough to say, hey, stop playing with me, okay? <laughs> so, play the fucking villain, y'all. Do what you got to do for you. Surround yourself by good people, family, friends. Make sure that your friends and your friend groups have good intentions for you and your soul. If you see that they're coming through for other people like they're not coming through for you, make sure you you, you speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Don't follow me. You know what I'm saying? Because me, everybody that's doing Ashley wrong at some point right now or being slick or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, don't be like me. Don't be passive aggressive and then shoot niggas in the end because that's that's my MO right now. Um, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to keep saying nothing, but I am about to do what I do. And when you see how I do, don't come talk to me. Okay. Don't come acting like you give a fuck because I already peeped it in the end or in the beginning when I really needed a motherfucker. And you know what I'm saying? I, at the end of the day, I got me, God got me. And the ones that really, truly love me always show me that they got me. Okay. Um, but y'all, I'm about to wrap it up. Feel me. Baby girls, last day of school is tomorrow. Um, summer is about to hit right now. You feel me? And I just want everybody to have a good, great rest of the week. Today, Taco Tuesday. Get fucked up. Have a taco and a margarita for me, y'all. Dead serious. Um, <laughs> but definitely just enjoy the rest of y'all week. I hope it's filled with nothing but love and positivity as always, okay? Um, and like I said, we definitely gonna be me and God are going to definitely be getting this worked out to be on a visual for y'all to have previews for y'all to have a whole bunch of stuff going on. And like I said, if you are an Apple 
podcast user that listens to me on Apple Podcasts, I will be sharing the link um, later, my badge or my icon, because that badge and icon is the way that I am allowed to get monetized, okay? So I will definitely post that for y'all later after I get Spotify up and running and get everything together. But just definitely, like I said, I love everybody that comes here that supports love on yourself, love who loves you. And that is word on the street with Janice. And that's a word. Okay. Love you, booze. See you again.